0: Hey everyone, Doug Wong here. Thanks for tuning in today to episode 3 of our podcast at Lord's Love Church where everything we do helps you to receive and live out the love of Christ. The topic we're addressing today is, do miracles still happen? In light of what's going on in the world with the pandemic and COVID-19, I've been hearing this word uh, thrown around a lot lately that we are needing a miracle in order for us to find a vaccine in time, we're needing a miracle in order for there to be healing, we're needing a miracle in the hospitals as there are shortages in masks and different kinds of supplies. And I want to just address that a little bit and talk about that and see what exactly is a miracle and do miracles happen today and what is the purpose of miracles in our world imagine this uh, your favorite sports team uh, is in the championship game and they've been losing the entire game and all of a sudden they come back in the final seconds to win the ball game now is that considered a miracle or you're driving down a highway and your car goes into a skid into a tailspin and you're heading towards at the cliff or you're heading towards at the, the side of the highway and miraculously or so it seems it comes to a stop and there isn't a bump or a scratch on your car, is that considered a miracle? Or if you're like me and you're a parent and for us, uh, Jessica and I, we have uh, two kids and I've seen uh, uh, the birthing process and how amazing it is uh, and how amazing the human body is and how God has created uh, it to be. Uh, Now is, is giving birth or pregnancy a miracle as some people have said that before? Do miracles still happen today? And would you consider those to be miracles? And if you look into scripture and you look into the Bible, uh, you'll see that miracles don't happen all the time. Uh, that's why they're called miracles. If miracles happen all the time, they wouldn't be called miracles anymore. They would just be called ordinary. But miracles aren't ordinary. Uh, miracles are extraordinary. And if you also look into scripture, you'll see that they're not daily, they're not consistent, they don't happen on the, all the time or right on the dime, that there's a very specific instance where miracles do happen, where God does show up and God does, does something amazing and powerful. Now, I want to say, just from uh, the get-go here that I'm not saying giving birth uh, or your car coming to a stop or your team winning all of those aren't good things they definitely are good things I just believe that we have to be careful with using the word miracle because there's a difference between the miraculous and also just God giving you a blessing and God being providential Uh, What I mean by that is Miracles don't happen all the time again Uh, That there has to be very specific instances uh, Where miracles do happen in scripture But God does provide for you He is a good God He is sovereign He does provide blessings to His people But why we do need to separate the two And to understand the difference between the two Is because there are many false prophets in the world today That are claiming that they are performing miracles In the name of God And that is uh, that that is in a way, uh, uh, helping them with their claim that they are prophets and that we ought to be listening to them. Case in point, you tune into late night television and the ads you see people selling miracle water or miracle dust, uh, or performing certain signs and uh, trying to le- legitimize uh, their own ministry. Now I don't think that's those are miracles, uh, but but by any means, and I it's it's hard to believe how God will use. Uh, instances uh, like that. So we need to understand what's the difference between a miraculous and how God is providential in our lives. So we're going to try to address uh, four questions uh, today. uh, What is a miracle? Why does God do miracles? When do miracles happen in scripture? And do miracles still happen today? Well, first off, the question of what is a miracle And I like to go by this definition, which is maybe more of a personal one, uh, one that helps me to understand is this, that a miracle is an event not explained by natural causes, but require a supernatural one. So if you go back to the example of you driving, uh, maybe you're you're driving and instead of hitting that ice or hitting that bump or whatever it is, your car magically just floats or miraculously rather uh, floats over. The bump and it lands softly. I will consider that to be a miracle because that's not explained by natural causes. There's got to be another cause to it. Uh, Wayne Grudem, in his uh, uh, great work uh, *Systematic Theology*, uh, writes this: "A miracle is a less common kind of God's activity in which He arouses people's awe and wonder and bears witness to Himself." So when I want to break down the first part of the definition. A miracle is a less common kind of God's activity. So it's an activity of God. That's how Grudem uh, uh, explains it, that it's not by natural causes, but a supernatural one, that it points to the signs and wonders and power of this God that we follow. So I guess in a way, we are to understand that if it is natural, that if we can explain by natural uh, means and causes, then it wouldn't exactly signify or classify the event as a miracle. And I like how C.S. Lewis and his book, uh, Miracles, I, I definitely recommend uh, that book to you. Uh, he, he defines miracle as as a certain um, uh, doctoring or tempering or, or, or kind of cheating uh, outside of the scenario. So what, what he says, says it as uh, he's saying that actually it's not, it's not, only supernatural the miracle is actually natural but because God is in control of all things that like he's in all things and he's of all things that like he's even in control of itself that nature listens to God uh, that God has ordained and set nature in a certain path and because God is above nature at any time and place he can doctor temper uh, temper or, or or change the rules uh, if you will So Lewis says this: a miracle is from the point of view of a scientist, a form of doctoring, tampering or cheating uh, introduces a new factor into the situation, namely supernatural force, which the scientists had not reckoned on. So there's a natural path that God has already set and God at any time can come in and change the rules and change how uh, the processes go on. And Lewis continues on by saying this, it does not violate, so miracles do not uh, violate the laws proviso, if A, then B. It says, but this time instead of A, A two. In nature, speaking through all her laws, replies, then B two, and naturalizes the immigrant. As uh, she well knows how. A miracle is emphatically not an event without cause or without results. Its cause is the activity of God. Its results follow according to natural law. So a, a case in point, um, uh, Jesus raising of Lazarus. Lazarus was dead. Uh, he, he's long gone for three days and he definitely uh, was dead. Uh, and Jesus comes and raises uh, Lazarus from the dead, and that is a miracle because dead people do not come back to life. That's not natural, but God is over nature, and he can change like uh, the course of nature. So if using Lewis's example here, instead of A, it's A2 this time. Well, if you follow A, dead people do not come back to life, so then that would be B, they stay dead. Well, this time it's A2, Jesus comes and changes and performs a miracle, And then, so B2 happens, Lazarus comes back to life. But here's what Lewis's point is, that after this miracle, people continue on and nature takes over again. The natural law takes over. Lewis uh, explains how Lazarus will still need to eat, that he'll still need to take care of his body, that life still continues on for him. So a miracle is explained by, not by natural causes, but by a supernatural one, that at some point in time, something supernatural had to happen, something outside of our environment, something outside of our situation had to take place. Now, why does God do miracles? Uh, In scripture, uh, we see miracles in different uh, points and places. I'm going to speak about that in just a moment here. But we see uh, God do miracles in order to point us back towards God. That miracles are meant to be signs, uh, signs that point us towards God, towards the realities of God, towards the legitimacy of Jesus claiming to be God, and providing and, and explaining to us how the Holy Spirit is is active and, 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 and moving. And it's all to point towards God, it's all for God's glory, not for man's glory. In the Gospel of John, uh, John refers to uh, miracles as signs. That's the Greek word that he chooses to use for for miracles. That it is signs, and we often refer to the Gospel of John as the book of signs. And signs, as uh, R. C. Sproul, uh, the theologian, uh, explains, that signs makes something significant. So signs, uh, as uh, miracles, uh, make. Uh, uh, Jesus-significant, and and it proves to us that He is ultimately and truly God. Uh, There are seven signs recorded in in the Gospel of John, and all seven reveals uh, different aspects of Jesus, and reveals Jesus in very special ways. Uh, Just to familiarize ourselves again with the seven signs, uh, what are the seven? Uh, It's changing water into wine at Cana. Uh, Number two, healing the royal official son. Number three, healing the paralyzed man at the pool of Bethesda. Number four, feeding the 5,000. Number five, walking on water. Number six, healing the man born blind. And number seven, raising Lazarus from the dead. And as I mentioned, each of these seven signs point to something significant about Jesus. The first sign is changing water into wine at the wedding at Cana as in John, recorded in John chapter 2 verses 1 to 11. And Jesus tells Mary that my hour has not yet come, but then he goes and changes water into wine. Or even more significantly, he, uh, water is used as a, a symbol of, uh, used in Jewish uh, ceremonial washing Uh, So instead of using water, Jesus changes that into wine, signifying how the Jewish ceremonial washings now change into Jesus' power and his healing and transformative work that he is doing. So in in other words, in John 2 here, there's a sign of providing wine, uh, not just providing for the needs, I guess, of, of the wedding party, but it's also pointing towards who this Jesus is, how this is the start of his ministry. Now, there's also the second sign we see in the royal official's son. Uh, the second sign, the healing of, of the official's son, it happens at a distance, so Jesus isn't even there. And all Jesus says is, go your way, your son will live. And, and his son is healed. And this shows to us how Jesus' words alone have power. So it's, that's, the, that's, the, that's what it's pointing to. That's the significance of, of the miracle. It's also healing uh, the paralyzed man and healing the man born blind. Both of these healings happen on Sabbath, and it proves and shows to us that Jesus is Lord over the Sabbath. The feeding five thousand, walking on water, reminds us that Jesus fulfills promises in the Old Testament. So He is the Messiah. He's the one that we have been looking for. And then finally, there's a Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, which shows Jesus' power over death. And how the hour has come upon Jesus, and how uh, he is about to go into the cross and defeat death uh, for himself. And we see the end of why am I reading all this? Well, at the end of John 20 verse 31, uh, John says this. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by by believing you may have life in His death in His name. So, so we see here that the signs, the points people to god it points people towards jesus these signs these miracles have a purpose not to glorify ourselves but to point people towards god Uh, when do miracles happen in scripture Uh, well there's abundance of miracles as recorded in scripture but in a very short amount of time it doesn't happen all the time as i said uh, if it happened all the time every single day it would just be called ordinary it wouldn't be called miracles but we see uh, four distinct places in scripture where there's abundance of miracles in a very short amount of time. It's uh, during the exodus when the law is provided. You read exodus and there's a, a lot of miracles in a very short amount of time when the law was provided. And Then again in the prophets, you think of Elijah and Elisha and some of the minor prophets where you see miracles happen where the miracles uh, that, that the prophets perform isn't to um, to boost the confidence of, uh, of the prophet per se, but to point to God to le- and to legitimize their message that, that God has something to say to them. And then there's Jesus where I would say is the greatest flurry of, of miracles in a short amount of time where where, where when Jesus was a walking miracle, wherever it is that he went, that there was healing, uh, there was uh, the, the dead were raised, uh, the sick were healed, the mute uh, could, could speak and the deaf... I could hear, and uh, there was a lot of miracles in Jesus' time. And then there was the beginning of the church. I think about Acts, and you 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 see miracles, you read of miracles uh, in the birth of the early church. And since miracles are meant to point people to God, then this all makes sense that through these four times in scripture's history where God is calling people back towards him and pulling people back and, and trying to show uh, and remind his people that he is there, that he is active, that he is alive and moving, and that he is on the move. And, and miracles are, are used during that time uh, to signify that. Now, the question is, it comes down to our big question today, is like, do miracles uh, still happen today? And the answer is yes and no. Uh, yes, in the sense that the, our, the God that we follow, uh, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that the God that we follow can perform miracles at any time, at any place, as he wills, as he chooses, under his sovereignty, but does it happen to the same extent as we read in scripture more significantly in those four times that I that I mentioned? And I believe the answer is is no. And why? Well, just from observation, uh, we can see that in the world, but I'm not going to say just because of what I see, that's all there is because God is active and God is moving. And there are places and times where God is performing the miraculous things that are supernatural that I do not see, I do not know about. and. I cannot put God in a box. Uh, God can do as he pleases whenever he pleases. But do miracles happen to the same extent as we read in scripture? I, I simply believe that it's not that it can't happen. It's more of it does not need to happen. Why do I say that? Well, Jesus has already given us the greatest sign. That's what Jesus did on the cross. That's what Jesus did when he walked on this earth, lived that perfect life, died on the cross, died a death that he did not deserve, and then three days later, raising himself from the dead, performing the greatest miracle there is possible of defeating death itself and coming back to life so that all those who follow him will have life as well. Jesus has already performed the greatest miracle, has already given us the greatest sign there is so that we don't... Um, need to ask uh, for for more. And also we've been given the Holy Spirit and the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's in us right now that we have this power in us. We have this affirmation inside of us right now that we don't need these outside uh, signs. In in fact, Jesus, uh, when he's rebuking uh, the Pharisees, when they're asking for signs, uh, he's saying that, he rebukes them, saying that you don't need any more signs. I am the one you've been looking for. I I I am the one that that you've been uh, searching for. Can can you not see by the signs and the miracles that I am performing? So that's a short answer to do do miracles happen today. The answer is yes and no. Uh, that God is sovereign. Uh, that God is providential. That God will provide in your life. That He will uh, bless you, uh, and He also will walk with you in the suffering and in the pain. Uh, but as uh, people of God today, we're not to be seeking miracles in the everyday, that we don't need to go around looking for these miracles because God has already given and performed the greatest miracle there is for us. And he also challenges us afterwards, that he says to us that we will go uh f- that we would uh, do even greater things uh, than these. That's what uh, Jesus says uh, in in scripture. And I often wrestle with that and think, well, how is that possible? How can we do greater things than what I read in scripture? And when they're walking around and raising people from the dead, when they're healing the blind, when they are helping the sick uh, and healing the sick, uh, how can we today in 2020 be doing greater things than this? And I believe this is what Jesus meant is that When he has given us life, when he has given us, uh, when he has defeated death and given us life, that we too have the power of God, not to perform these miracles in the way of just mere physical, but in the way of love, like God has already called us towards the greatest miracle, which is to love people, to to love the way that Jesus loves, uh, that that itself is a miracle for us to forgive our enemies, for us to love those that are, the least lovable, uh, for us to display the love of Christ to the world, that that is the miracle and that, that we are to perform and to show the world at this time. So I hope that uh, this episode has helped you in terms of wrestling with this question. By no means does this answer uh, all uh, questions that we have about miracles, but I hope that this has been beneficial and encouraging and uh, nourishing to your soul. I also want to send out an invitation at this time that we are collecting questions that if there are questions that you are interested in knowing of or we're wanting to discuss on this podcast, I would love for you to send us an email. If you can send us an email with your question at hello at lordslovechurch.com, that will be great and we'll try to address whatever questions you have so that we as the body of Christ can benefit and grow together.